Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the first season of A Bad Bitty's Healing Corner, hosted by your girl, Tamara Jenkins, a.k.a. The Sustainable Vegan. I'm a health and wellness coach who likes to consider herself a baddie on the horizon, but I'm finding out that being a baddie on the horizon is kind of a full-time job filled with constant healing. I figured I couldn't be the only one going through this, and I wanted to bring this topic to more people. So if you're like me and you get it, then keep on listening. And if you feel inclined, send me your struggles because we can definitely talk about it. This is a judgment-free zone, y'all, so stay tuned. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a Bad Bitties Healing Corner. It is me, Tamara, and I just got off of work and I was in the car and I was just like... I have a lot that I want to talk to y'all about, but I don't think it's going to be a long podcast for this one. I really wanted to say congratulations to myself because I have been going on this alcohol-free journey, and I think it is my 23rd day, and I do feel awkward talking about this because when I say it like that, I actually feel like an alcoholic and I hope this doesn't trigger anyone I don't mean anything bad by it but I actually thought I was an alcoholic but um I was not I actually was just going through some shit and I was using alcohol to like replace the emotions that I needed to really just have and let out so I feel good on this alcohol-free journey but Today is July 5th, which means yesterday was July 4th, and it was my first holiday alcohol-free. Now, July 3rd, I was a little scared because I was like, oh, I don't want people to ask me to go out and, you know, drink because although I'm going to say no, saying no is the easy part for me. It's the after effects of my no because FOMO, fear of missing out, starts to creep in. I'm like, oh, I could be out having so much fun. But the reasons why I stopped drinking actually prevent me from not drinking. Like I don't, I no longer want to have headaches. I no longer want to have hangovers. I no longer want to lose like control of my body because there was a time that I actually drank so much that my legs gave out and I just fell on the ground and I was like whoa that's actually when I decided that I need to stop drinking like that's when I really knew like girl you are not good at drinking anyway like just stop because there's not a lot of food that I can eat that's out there for me so I'm like okay me drinking and then not being able to eat is just a no and then I feel like the people that I were the people that I was drinking with they could drink so much and I could not I want to keep up and then there's that so that helped me Um, but that fear of missing out was definitely a thing and on the third I was just like well what am I gonna do and I thought I had so much to do like I cleaned up my house like a deep clean like there's nothing that I need to do right now well I need to put up the clothes that 
you know, couldn't go in the dryer. But otherwise, like, there's nothing that I need to do. Like, I can literally just relax tonight. After I do this podcast, I think I'm going to soak in the bathtub. And I've got flowers and stuff that I want to throw in there and just, you know, moisturize my skin and do a face mask and, you know, all the good things. I um, ordered some food that I actually just got right before I started this podcast that I'm going to eat, and it's spicy, and I love spicy food. I popped some popcorn last night that I'm going to eat, even though it's the fifth, but my actions of the fourth are reflecting the fifth. Like, I stayed home. I cleaned up, um, took out the trash, drank a lot of water. I even had some kombucha. Um, me not drinking on the 4th allowed me to wake up at a good time and make some strawberry cashew milk for myself. I went to work feeling good. Like, there was no hangovers. And that was nice, too, because I am a bartender. So going to work, not hungover, felt really good. And talking to people who were hungover sounds weird, but it was actually really good <laughs> um, because... I was able to just coach them through it, and that felt good, too, as a health and wellness coach, coaching someone at their time of need felt good. But going back, July 3rd, I actually attended a Black, Indigenous, People of Color alcohol-free meeting, and that is another reason I feel awkward, because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to a meeting. Like, what does this mean? But actually... We talked about the things that I wanted to be in that meeting for, like talking to other people about not drinking, like black people who actually don't drink. There was a girl in there who was saying how in our community, it is kind of difficult for us to stop drinking because we have so much going on. And like myself, we turn to alcohol or drugs to not feel our feelings. I want to feel my feelings. I don't want to turn into alcohol and drugs. Like To put that out there, if you haven't listened to my other podcast or if I haven't uploaded that one yet, I don't even smoke anymore. Like I don't do any drugs. So that was nice. And I actually spoke in this meeting, and I was talking about how I felt like nobody in the other meetings, just to be open, in the meetings where it was mainly pre- predominantly white people, I felt awkward talking about this because I'm like, y'all are going to look at me like, oh, she's just another black girl drinking. Another black girl, yes, who is trying to get her life together. Whereas in the meeting, unfortunately, maybe it's more of us out there, but there were like 12 people in the black indigenous people of color meeting where there was like hundreds of white people in there. And like, I was just like, that's not okay. But, you know, smaller community, I felt more comfortable to talk. Um, yeah, I just I just felt really good. And it was nice to know that there were other people, other black people out there who were trying to do the same thing, who actually thought like me, like, let's start doing this. You know, if you're black or indigenous <laughs> or a person of color, BIPOC, I think it's called, Big Up. I don't know what it's called, but (laughs) if you're one of those people, like, there are groups out there to talk about this. You are not alone. And when I started talking, like, as soon as I started talking, I didn't feel alone. And that was just, like, the best feeling 
that I've had in a while. And I started talking about how I'm a bartender and I don't want to be like put in that situation. And they just all got it. And as soon as I started speaking about that and they said that they got it, I started to just think like, hey, girl, you're not tripping. You just probably need to say it out loud to yourself. Like, you know what to do. Like, you could just say no. Um, another thing that happened to me on July 4th was I was supposed to go to a a gathering with my friends, but I spent it editing a podcast I'm probably going to upload after this. I'm not really sure, but I spent time editing a podcast and I was still going to go hang out with my friends who drank, but like, they are like my actual friends who will understand if I say no, but something that came across my mind was like, I'm still going to be triggered. And I didn't want to think about being triggered at all. I hope this is making sense. Like, I just thought it was best to stay away from anyone that drinks. And that's kind of difficult for me, especially as a bartender. But if I can control it, I will. I can't really control it right now because what I'm doing, bartending is really helping me. But if I can avoid going out with people who drink or going to bars and stuff like that, going to parties or um, I was talking about how I didn't go to the pride parade because after that was the block party and there's going to be drinking. There's just so many activities that involve drinking. It's ridiculous. Like as soon as I stopped drinking, I just it opened up to me that. There are a lot of activities that just involve drinking so much that when you stop drinking, you're like, okay, well, what can I do? The most that I do right now, now that I don't drink, is like, you know, self-care. And that's actually not boring. I'm not saying it like it's boring, but I spend so much time just caring about myself. Like, I've been trying to eat healthier than what I already do. And by that, I don't, you know, buy out food anymore. I tend to go to the grocery store. I started making my smoothies every morning like, you know, I was doing. If you follow me on Instagram, y'all know every day I was posting a smoothie. Where it was the same one, different one, different colors. It don't matter. Especially before I published my book, I was making smoothies all the time. I started making juices again. I started planning different content that I want to be putting out there. Y'all, I started shopping. I started saving more money money I'm thinking about redecorating my apartment like there's just so much and now I'm thinking about going even further like of course I started exercising more and stuff like that but now I'm like okay well I want to start running outside again like and I mean like long mileage I want to finally buy a bike and stop waiting for people to actually be in a bike club with me and just do it on my own I want to start doing a dance class just so much stuff has come from being on this alcohol free journey I love it it's still awkward telling people that I am alcohol free because what comes with it like a lot of people now ask me like why did you stop drinking like and I feel like when like there was a time when I actually did try it before because I actually did think I was an alcoholic whole time it was just my friends trying to invite me into their shit and I'm like I don't think I'm an alcoholic I'm just going through something right now and they would say like well that's what alcoholics say and I'm like no 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 like there really is a difference and now that I am alcohol free and I'm talking to people in a group there really is a difference (laughs) 
So it, it's still awkward saying it, but it doesn't matter. As soon as I say I'm alcohol free and people ask me why and I just say, hey, I don't want to drink. They give me congratulations, you know, whereas before it was just like, oh, well, we can do this together. The whole time it's not a we can do this together. It's just like, honestly, I felt like them feeding off of my journey. And then if I drink with them, they'd be like, oh, it's okay. I got another person with me and we're going to do the same thing. And no, 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 no. So the best thing I've learned from this is to start it on my own with the intentions of being on my own. And if I find people who are actually doing it, great um with that being said when I did it that way I'm starting to meet people who are like oh yeah I'm like 200 days in 500 days in there are people that I haven't met anyone who's passed a year yet actually I've met two people who have passed the year yet and they're like on haven't had a single drop it's just it's just an amazing journey and I really like it and I was very excited to share that again I was very excited to share that I got through my first holiday without drinking. Like, oh, that just feels so good. And I had so much fun. And when people asked me, like, what did you do? And I told them that I didn't do anything. I mean, obviously, I told y'all I edited a podcast and, you know, blah, blah. But when I said I didn't do anything, like, I didn't drink or smoke or anything. I still felt good. Like, that was a very good feeling. So that's something I wanted to tell y'all. Hello, it is me, Tamara. I just wanted to come in here and let you know that I wrote a book. It is called The Sustainable Vegan Cookbook, A Plant-Based Lifestyle Guide to Living Your Best Life. Ooh, what a title. It is available on Barnes & Nobles and on Amazon. If you are interested and you want to buy a copy, I will not be offended. I will not be upset. I will be very happy. And we love a happy Tamara. If you are looking for the ebook version, it is $9.99. And if you would like the hard copy, it is $19.99. Not too pricey, y'all. So don't be like that. It has a lot of the things that I started eating when I became a vegan. So I wrote this book for the beginner vegans. It tells a little bit more about my life in this book. Also, that book helped me a lot when I was going through a hard time in life. Um, Example, when I left my ex-fiance, when I was getting abused, all of these foods, all of those sayings that is in my book helped me through that so if you are interested please give give me some support okay like i said it is on amazon it is on barnes and nobles yeah so let's get back to the podcast thank you for listening i also wanted to talk about how i found out that I might actually (laughs) be a little depressed y'all and because I just I I don't know I felt like I was failing and I I really mean I think I'm depressed and let me tell you why so for a couple weeks now two weeks now I felt as though I was failing because Everything just seemed so hard, and I felt stagnant, and I just wasn't getting things done when I wanted them to be done, right? But 
today, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm not failing. Like, I'm just getting started, you know? Like, I'm just getting started with, you know, going into my passion and, you know, on this entrepreneur journey and stuff like that. And it's not as easy as people think. Like, even when you hear the hard stories of people being like, oh, I tried and I tried and this didn't happen and people are talking about me, there's always more to a story, okay? And with that being said, I wasn't hearing about those more to us stories. And I didn't know, you know, certain books that actually tell you the more to a story. Like, I always recommend this book. I don't, I'm sure I might have missed I'm sorry, I might have mentioned it in another podcast. It's called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers, right? And she talks about her journey and how people were, you know, talking about her, how she kept failing, how she felt like a failure and how hard it was to be a black woman basically becoming a millionaire if she's not a billionaire already but whatever and (laughs) that actually helped me too I don't know y'all like I feel like I'm everywhere talking about this but again welcome to a bad bitties healing corner so I felt like I was failing but honestly I just feel like everyone is just expecting me to win so fast And with everyone expecting me to win so fast, I feel like I'm failing, you know? Like, for example, when I said I was writing a book and I was publishing a book and I told people how excited I was because when I found I was publishing a book, the next thing I found out was that it's going to be in Barnes & Noble. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? I'm so excited to tell people. And then it didn't come out the day that I wanted it to come out. I remember being so spazzed and, like, constantly talking to my team, like, let's go, please, hurry up, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And not realizing, like, they can only do so much. I can only tell them so much to help me out. And blah, 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 blah. And I felt like I was failing. But looking back on it, I actually wasn't failing. Just shit happens. And certain things don't come out when they're supposed to come out. And that was my first lesson of you shouldn't tell people what you're doing. Because them expecting it so fast could actually make you feel like you're failing. But I don't know. Like, I definitely get it now. But I don't want to stop telling people what I'm doing because like I said I want people to know what they're getting into you know like it sucks on my side like I said I always feel like I'm failing but everyone wants me to do stuff so fast but I'm trying to you know get my thoughts out while I'm thinking like a lot of people come to me and they're like Tamara I like how real you are I like how you keep going I like how you're persevering like that makes me feel good it's like It sucks when people talk about me. It sucks when people are like, oh, you're not going to do it and stuff like that. But my comeback is, do you know how hard it is? Like, do you, y'all listening, actually know how hard it is to get up and do something that you have never fucking done before? To have an idea and say, hey, I want to do this, but I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it. I want to do this. Don't know how I'm going to fucking do it. Don't know if I need help, and if I need help, I don't even know who to ask, you know, I want to do something, I want it done by this date, but like, where do I fucking begin, do you, do y'all know how hard that shit is, and not only that, you are constantly asking for help, and you're telling people this date, and stuff like that, and they're believing in you, but if they can't help you, they're gonna keep asking you, like, hey, when's it coming out, when's it coming out, and you're like, I don't know, and those people stop believing in you, but you gotta believe in yourself, 
it's just so much. <laughs> it's so much in that these believers in your circle or outside your circle, whatever, constantly ask you, when are you doing this? When are you doing this? When are you doing? And then you meet the people that have actually done it. And they're on your ass, like, when are you doing this? When are you doing this? And then for those people, thank you so much for being on my ass and stuff like that. But it's a little bothersome sometimes. It's like, do y'all remember that feeling? You know, please, please be gentle with certain people because it is driving me freaking insane. So I hope all that makes sense. Um... Yeah, I'm starting to get a little depressed (laughs) there because I know I'm not failing. I know it's because everyone wants me to do this so fast, but a part of me still feels like I am failing, if that makes sense. But I'm going to keep going. (laughs) And now that I let that out, I'm like, yo, I need to book an appointment with my therapist. (laughs) pronto because that felt really good I need to take that higher and I need to dig into those feelings a little more because the journal is not doing it I mean it's doing it but I need a little more I probably need that it's okay with a little bit of this is what you're going through and a little bit of um let me hear you without judging you and stuff like that but also my therapist be keeping it real he be like girl like stop (laughs) um I got two more things I want to talk about, y'all. So we will go into being the aggressive black girl. Now, I don't know if this is something that I need to heal from or something that I need to, like, accept. Or maybe I should be talking to people in a different way. But I am so freaking tired of being the aggressive black girl. Um, I'm going to give you this situation from work today. Actually, I'm just going to sum it up. Like, I'll literally say something that, honestly, a white person could say. Like, I will give you an example from today. My coworker asked me about something that customer said. was like, my customer wanted three buckets of beer. She originally said one bucket. And then when I went to give her the bucket of beer, she was like, can I have two more? So I get two more buckets. And my coworker was like, I thought she said she wanted one. And I was like, okay, well... She said she wanted two more. This man throws his hands up and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I was just asking. No need to be upset. And he just kept going. Now, when people keep make stuff extra, I tend to black it out. But I'll come back in every now and then. I'll be. And I said, I was like, I hope you're joking. Because I really was like, I hope you're joking. Because, like, what the fuck did I say to you for you to think that I was aggressive? (laughs) now remind you I just really was like I hope you're joking and I was smiling about it but like cringy because I'm like what really what did I say to make you throw your hands up and think that I was like the way this man threw his hands up was like I was about to fight him like okay now she said she wanted two more like I'm not understanding (laughs) but if a white person said oh well she wanted two more it's like oh okay like what what (laughs) Huh? I'm tired of white people being like, if I say something, they'll be like, oh, okay. Like, what? I don't even talk like that. Where is this action is coming from? Or, you know, I'll just say something like, yo, 
you gotta you gotta get this i'm being aggressive like have we how is it that you know like the non-black how is it that you want to sound like us but then we actually talk in the way that we you know speak it's aggressive but it's not aggressive when y'all do it it's cool when they do it (laughs) you know like it's just not making sense and it's actually the stuff like that actually makes me want to be aggressive what what is going on (laughs) let's get to this last one because like i said i ordered food and i I really do want to eat it y'all this is for the people that are opening their hearts y'all i i like this guy and i did not want to like like him the way that i do and i don't know if he likes me the same way but I'm also in a spot where I just, like, I don't think I have time for a relationship. But I think this is, like, what the movies try to portray. Like, you just accidentally find this person that you like. And it's not even, like, a, I like him, like him. Like, I feel like we could be. It's just, like, a weird, tingly feeling. Like, I'm like, I, I like you. Like, he is somebody that I... When I feel good, I want to share that feeling with him. And I really like this feeling. That's why I want to dive into it because I'm definitely a person where I feel like I am love so I can show love. So the fact that I feel good and I want to share good with somebody else and it's a specific person, I'm like, wow, let me lean into this. And I met this person out of the blue. I met this person in a place where I was like, I probably should not dive into this because it might be messy but I'm a person who like just follows their heart whatever I like I like to dive into it um and I was very cautious about it because before I would dive into things like (laughs) I would dive into things like a swimming instructor would tell you not to do like uh belly flop shit like that (laughs) now you know I'm diving in like they supposed to tell you to dive like you know safety ways it's just a weird feeling I'm always wondering am I liking you too much and I think it's because of like child I feel like a giddy girl but I'm also like doing the adult things that you should do this is so awkward to talk about like I want to text this person but I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to overtext. But I'm like, follow your heart. Like, if you think about somebody, just text them. Also, somebody told me if you're thinking about somebody, they're probably thinking about you, too. You know? And it's so weird because when I text him, he gives me the same energy back. Like, I'll be like, hey, such and such, exclamation mark. He'll be like, hey, and he'll say my name. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'll read the text messages, how he speaks. And I found out he recently text me. It's just so, it's just so interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> I'm actually scared to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> but also, it's weird too because I don't want to be heartbroken. But you know, after my failed relationships. I did say I don't want to live in fear when it comes to relationships. I don't want to live in fear as a whole, but definitely not with relationships. Like, I always want to keep my heart open. Like, there's always a possibility that I will get heartbroken. But I don't want to miss out on this good feeling. Like, let's say things don't work out with me and said person. 
I'm still going to remember those good memories. Like, even with my ex-fiance, like, I still have good memories of me and him going to the grocery store. I still have good memories of me acting silly in front of him and him just laughing. Like, me making him laugh made me so happy. Um, Even with my... um, past abuser like I still have good memories of going to get vegan pizza with this man going to get vegan donuts and us just being happy us going on you know hikes and stuff like that you know what I mean I just always want to keep my heart open but it's definitely awkward liking somebody does anyone else feel that like it's not butterflies, and it's definitely like, ugh, like, what is going on here? That's how I feel, like, what is going on? I don't think that was something that I actually need to heal from. That was just something that, like, okay, am I the only one here? This is a small podcast. Um, I don't even know how many people are listening to this podcast, but if you're listening, thank you so much. I feel like I say this at the end of every podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um... Again, please, y'all, don't be shy, y'all. Reach out to me. Like, this ain't one of those, like, I'm just trying to get followers. Like, you don't even have to follow me. Just if you feel as though I spoke about something that you like on the podcast, please hit me up. Um, If you follow me, it does help. I ain't gonna lie, it does help. Support your girl if you can. But if you, you know, just want to do something, y'all, listen, give me something, please. If there's a thumbs up for the podcast, do it please if you even think it's a thumbs down shit do it please so i can know what's up like i really want to i want to be a podcaster y'all help me out anyway y'all like i said i want to eat thank you for listening i really tried to get to set 39 minutes because i don't like odd numbers oh and these seconds just going so slow i'm not gonna be able to do it it's okay i'll try again the next one peace and love my lovelies i will talk to y'all in the next one